0: Hi, my name is Candy O'Mara, and I'm a solutions architect on the VMware IT team. And I'm going to share with you our experience of virtualizing SAP HANA on all flash storage. So this journey for us started about two years ago when we decided to move towards SAP, to ACP. At that time, knowing that SAP HANA is a memory database, we needed to look at really high-performance storage infrastructure for the back end. So what the three components we we're looking for at the time was Performance, lowering our total cost of ownership, and taking the flexibility of the snapshot. So, of course, at this point, we looked at Extreme I.O. Why? As we said, SAP HANA is an in memory database. The last thing you want is your back end storage to be your bottleneck. So, with Extreme I.O.'s sub millisecond response time to IOPS, that was an ideal solution for our mixed SAP environment. Then there's VMware VAI integration. This is actually something that we use very often. We, like, we clone our VMs all the time. And we also thought this would be a great opportunity to test out some performance apples to apples. So we took a two terabyte VM on traditional storage and we cloned it to traditional storage. We took the same two terabyte VM and we cloned it to Extreme IO. The traditional storage took two and a half hours to complete the clone. On Extreme I.O. it took 90 seconds. That was an amazing that that we knew right there that we were gonna see some great impact with performance. Now of course on Extreme IO cloning that VM today would be instantaneous because of dedupe. So the reduction in savings. The inline overall reduction of dedupe, compression, and thin provisioning is a great benefit for us because not only do we love our clones, our VMs, we also love making multiple copies of our data. So for SAP HANA, from a database and application perspective, they are utilizing about 140 terabytes of capacity. But when you look on the back end at the Extreme I.O. with the direction, with the reduction, they're utilizing 42 terabytes. So that reduction is about a 3.5 to 1 ratio. That's a big savings for us. Again, we wanted to see what else we can test with this. And, sorry, I was hesitant. Um, We actually took one of our performance environments, one of our production environments in which we are migrating out of a data center, and it's consuming 1.3 petabytes of capacity. We ran the Extreme IO capacity reduction analysis tool on there and to meet the requirements for the 1.3 petabytes, we only require 280 terabytes. So to put this into perspective, I am taking three rows of storage that I need today and I can put this in one or two racks to meet the full capacity requirements. So that's a huge savings for us. So from that, our benefits are lowering our total cost of ownership and we're also reducing our global footprint. And then there's extreme I/O snapshot and native replication. This is a huge game changer for us. And why? Because the snapshot has full performance writable snapshots. This is a benefit, we can actually spin them up quickly and set up other new environments at the same time. They have snap-based replication. This allows us to replicate between clusters with these and only the snap diff will be replicated. And we have zero performance impact to the source lens. So the other game changer is Extreme IO native replication. This is new for us. We started using it in the past six months and we we really like this a lot. we were using RecoverPoint before and we like RecoverPoint as well, but we see a lot more benefit with this right now. So the ease of management of Extreme IO. It is basically a four step process. You create, you zone it, you create your initiator group, you, you map it, map them to your lens, and then you can, con- create your consistency group in order to deploy. In order to set up auto-replication um, for your production, you basically, when you're creating your consistency group, you right click and say, I'm going to replicate. It actually will create everything you need, including the lens at the target array, all included in the same consistency group. So you no longer have to make sure that all the key components are in place. It does all this work for you. Lower WAN consumption. So we're not only doing snap diffs between the two. They have global reduction and compression with Extreme IO. So what happens is, is that if the data is anywhere on that array, it will just replicate the hash. So you're not even copying over the full snapshot any longer. So that's been a major benefit us benefit in, with us on the um, WAN consumption. Improved replication speed. So again, we like to test out what we can get, what we have today, and what we're seeing with um, Extreme IO. So we took an Oracle RAC database, an 18 terabyte database, and we used RecoverPoint and we replicated it to Extreme IO, and using snapshots, of course. It took eight hours to replicate that 18 terabyte database. When we did this, we wiped that out at the target site so there's no dedupe in there. When we did the same replication with Extreme IO, Um, native replication, it took an hour to replicate the database, same 18 terabytes. So you got an eight to one um, benefit there. So now we've got this great DR, we have snapshots, everything's configured, we've got quick replication and WAN um, consistency's low. What did we do with this? So we decided to challenge ourselves. We took this technology that we're leveraging and we decided to build an environment for on-demand testing. Now that we can use writable performance snapshots at our remote um, location, we built a test environment. There we wanted to validate the integrity of our data because as you know, many people replicate their data, but do they ever actually test it and make sure that the database and applications will come online? So we wanted to verify that. Along with this, we wanted to, to truly define our recovery time objective. A lot of times, people will assume that they can recover in four hours and two hours, but unless you've actually done a DR, DR failover, your RTO is not really defined. But in order to do this, we had to gain the confidence of the business. And by doing that, we, in order to, we tell them, hey, we've got this DR set up, can we test it? Can we do a failover? And they're like, mm, no, we're good. <laughs> They do not want to take down the business. So what we did is we wanted to include them on this as well. And along in this, also this test network area, we wanted to test upgrades and releases of applications and databases. So we wanted to find the value of that, not just using dev and stage, but actually putting this into a production test scenario where they can see how it plays well with the other applications and databases. So what did we do with this? we actually built a test bubble. So this is actually our target DR site at the other side. The circular area is actually a a test bubble, a network bubble, which you cannot get out of. So what we did is, as you can see, we're replicating our production to our target DR site, which is 500 miles away. The snapshot continues to run. Our admin will initiate a Site Recovery Manager test failover. At this point, a snapshot is presented to the ESX host, and then the VMs are registered to the vCenter. You'll see it ties in to the bubble network, so everything's actually online in the network. Then the VMs are powered up. At this point, we'll invite our applications team, database team, and the business owners to actually start doing their testing. This is a true, rep- this is our production environment that runs in our production data center, but in the bubble, so they can fully test out all their applications, databases. They can refine any tuning they want to do for DR, You know, get process, so this has been a ca- become quite valuable for our team. So did we live up to the challenge? We did, we were able to validate the integrity of our data. The applications team and database team are very confident and actually have streamlined their own process. We've gained the confidence of the business and not only by showing them that the applications and databases come online, but also making them part of the process. So it's something they can see, they see it working. And with this, we're able to actually run full true DR failovers every quarter we run in in our target DR site for two days. And here's the best part. We actually defined our recovery time objective. With all the refining and process and fine tuning, our recovery time objective, we are under 60 minutes at this point. We thought it would be two hours and we were actually able to consistently do it in under 60 minutes, failing over, fully functional, and then two days later, failing back. Same thing, less than 60 minutes. So we were quite impressed with this on our side. And then, of course, validating the upgrades prior to release is a big savings, and it actually allows our applications and database teams to be more productive because they're not constantly trying to fix things after release. So that's a wonderful benefit there. So what's new? So if you've been here on VMworld for a while, you've probably heard that SAP announced that SAP HANA is now supported on VxRail with vSAN. So yes, VMware IT is also leveraging this. We're very excited about this. So we're not only getting the best of breed from X- Extreme IO, but we're also leveraging vSAN. So we have most of our workloads are running on Extreme IO. We're also deploying new production workloads on vSAN. We actually have a wonderful blog out there that explains how we've done it in VMware, on VMware IT, sorry. And then also, if you're interested, you can see the isolated network bubble and how we configure that for testing. So hopefully you found this presentation useful, and then you can take it back and leverage this in your own um, environment. Thank you.